Hi, my name is Kate Friedman. I am the Chief Marketing Officer at AGH, which is a national multifamily real estate company. Um, we manage real estate and we also have a healthcare division as well. Excellent. So for those that can't figure it out, this episode is going to be about marketing. So when you joined the multifamily industry, uh, so for how long ago did you come in and what was your perspective when you came in and what were some of the early projects you started with? So when I joined, I had uh, 10 years experience doing SEO, which is online marketing ranking for Google. Um, but I had no experience in uh, real estate or multifamily. So I consider myself new to the industry and in that I'm only doing it two years and change. But um, I first joined with an emphasis on launching um, real in-house SEO and creating strategies and building them out from scratch. It was really eye-opening to me to see how there's very little of it being done in the industry, specifically in-house. Everything was really outsourced to agencies for the most part. So it was exciting that there's so much room for growth in, this, in the real estate industry. Um, at this point, things have definitely changed a lot because I've taken over all the marketing. I have more of a global view. Wait, so just before we go to all the changes, going back to so for search engine optimization for those that don't know so when somebody searches a, a specific keyword so let's say one bedroom apartment for rent in a in a specific neighborhood and then the organic results versus an ad so when i came in also i did not put a big emphasis on seo because we're in pretty big markets and you're not going to compete with the ils's so for short terms of um keywords like you know two bedroom apartment for rent or two bedroom townhome generally the, their search results are going to be the big ILSs and it's hard to compete from that um so you so in order to do that what you what did you do did you have your were your websites on uh, like templated did you make your own websites and then what would did you focus on for the search engine optimization that's a great question. Um, previously, our websites were templates, and that's the first thing I did is we're still in the process of slowly moving everything onto our own custom websites. The reason for that is a user experience and design, but it's not just to look pretty. It's to make sure that we're getting conversions and that we're optimizing the experience for the user. But also from an SEO perspective, it allows me a lot more room to work with the code and to really optimize it well for search engines that they see what they need. Um, in terms of strategy, yes. Those short tail keywords are very competitive. So two bedroom apartment or something like that, you're probably never going to win over the ILSs with that. But there is so much room for those low hanging fruit, the longer tail keywords, the more specific queries, as well as the local packs, the near me, um, those listings that show up at the top on a map. There's a lot of room when you're um, focusing on a specific property and you really understand the market because you're just working on that property. You're not working on thousands of listings there's a lot of room for ranking in so that's kind of been my strategy and i combine that with google ads and with social media and better tracking like um, making sure that the entire digital experience is seamless and has multiple channels working together um it there's a lot of room for optimization people have this misconception that apartments.com zillow the ils says you can't you can't beat them so you might as well just pay them and let them do it. I don't agree because they're vital, but there's a strategy that will work for each property where you can lower your ad spend or raise your ad spend based on the market and work in conjunction with a good, well thought out um, digital strategy.
Yeah. So I, um, first of all, Google Maps is like, you, you could really optimize for that. And when you're in a smaller city, so we're based in Baltimore, but our properties are actually like in suburbs or smaller markets outside of Baltimore and outside of Washington, DC. And if you test things out, so if you're in Washington, DC or you're in Baltimore, so like that's really hard. But when you're in these smaller markets, um, and you put that in the long tail search terms, um, it's a very different ballgame. And usually, um, maps does come up first. And when you optimize your Google My Business profile and you make updates to it, um, it's amazing how many views you can get. You'll probably get more views from your Google My Business page than you will from your ILS listing. Yeah, very often. And, and I think that that part is, 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 is neglected. Um, the second part is, so, so yeah, so like if you're playing the same game as the ILS is you're not going to beat them, but there are a lot of other ways where they kind of throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall. They spend a lot of money and they're very broad and not very focused, I guess. And so when you learn to, I guess, retarget people who are visiting those websites or there's a lot of other um, tactics that you could use. So in your, and, and also like with AdWords, just if we go on the top there for a minute, is I think there's a lot of people who don't understand AdWords and they're hiring agencies and it's a lot of set it and forget it. I go around like mm-hmm. testing things just to like see like if whatever market you're in, and search some, um, how does it work? If I'm in my location and I search and I'll use a different city name, but somebody's only tracking like, so let's say Dallas, I say apartments for rent in Dallas, it, there's a good chance I'm going to see an ad for where I am locally. Although, but the fact that I said Dallas doesn't make any sense because people are not focused on, um, just shows that there's a lot of carelessness with, with AdWords. So what have you, I guess, so you started with the SEO and then what were some of your, I guess, big, did you have any like aha moments like, oh, this industry works differently or something is different? Cause you obviously came in with a lot of expertise and, and, and a background. Um, so like what, what did you find that was unique about this industry when you came in? Yeah. So, um, it's very rewarding because the wins are so quick. Um, my background is a lot more in e-commerce where it's so much more of a struggle. There's so much competition. Whereas in the real estate industry, yeah, there's competition, but once you have a good strategy in place, they're quick wins. Like you figure it out and it works, it goes. So that's really rewarding and, and exciting to see. Um, and yeah, as I got more into it, I started to understand like, the scope of how nobody is doing things in house. So there is just so much room. Um, and I would say big wins. Yes, there were definitely, I, I joined right before COVID hit and we had, obviously everybody was suffering, but there were in particular two properties that were more of commuter properties that they were near big cities. So they were suffering terribly from people who were moving out. They couldn't afford the very high rents in higher end properties that, you know, were for people who are working, had been working in the city. Um, and we had to really do a lot of market analysis and pivot and figure out how to target a new kind of resident. It was not going to be somebody who's working in the city anymore. Um, and I could definitely see those two properties are like my, what I cut my teeth on, what I learned and that they're doing so well today. But those were definitely um, what I learned on, where I was coming into two properties that were suffering terribly, and I had to do both, work with the uh, property staff to understand their demographic and to figure out who we're targeting now, and then to figure out how to target them. Okay. And another thing, like when you say you came from e-commerce, what's unique about our industry is like there are a limited amount of apartments that we can rent. We're not endlessly trying to... Right. Um, 
lease apartments. Um, are you adjusting your strategy or your budgets based on seasons and occupancy? Absolutely. Yeah. So real estate is obviously very cyclical. There's, you know, the strong leasing seasons and the slower leasing seasons. So that's one of my biggest issues with ILS is that you're usually locked into six minimum six months, if not 12 months or 24 month terms. It doesn't really make sense to me because it's a cyclical industry. Why would we be paying the same rate over a strong leasing season as we are when it's, you know, when we need more of those leads and more of that push. So usually um, I figured out a schedule where I renew our contracts right before strong leasing season. So that's where I can lower everything um, because I know that we don't need those high packages then. And then once things slow down, then I can raise our packages. Have you tested any old ideas or things that were like very different? Um, it's a good question. <laughs> I feel like there are so many things I've tried that are, are new. Um, we've, um, we use now a very cool software for like interactive site maps um, that we built for all of our new websites. That's um, amazing. It's really cutting edge. And I think it does a lot for our new websites. Um, the whole concept of just building out an in-house team to do all the marketing is definitely something that I don't seem done much at all. How big is um, your team? So at this point, we have seven people in-house, um, wow. just marketing. Mm -hmm. And it's I, I definitely have shown that we are saving the company a lot, <laughs> a lot, because just by lowering all these ILS packages and being able to diversify. And there are so many more tools in my arsenal when a property calls me and says, we're struggling here, we're having a slowdown. There's so much I can do other than just saying, okay, I'll raise our package. There's so much more we can do now. What do you, what do you, how do you split? Um, so I have two buckets of, of, of marketing for this industry. There's lead generation and then there's nurturing the, the process. Right. So right. how would you divide? I think, most people spend all their money or majority of their money on lead Thank generation. You. And mm -hmm. like I'm saying for myself, as time goes on and we've had a property for a longer period of time, like if somebody came in a year ago, like I, I still can reap the benefits of that marketing dollar spent and like, let, let's follow up with them in 10 months, um, retarget them in 10 months. And like at, a lot of times what happens is like a renter is a renter for a little while. It's not like, right. like I came from leasing office space, which was like five-year leases and 10-year leases. And it was like, drove me nuts. But like now everybody has an expiring lease. So how do you divide between lead nurturing, uh, sorry, uh, lead gen and nurturing? And are you starting to change as time goes on and you see, hey, like we spent money two years ago to get a lead. Why not follow up with them? Absolutely. So there are a lot of, obviously, yes, we have also put, you know, the majority of our time and efforts into lead gen. But at this point, there are a lot of tasks on my to-do list that most of them are moving over to the um, lead nurturing, nurturing and retargeting, where I'm re-examining, we spent a lot of time this year, for example, re-examining our CRM and figuring out if it's being used effectively and redoing a lot of our email follow-ups and say, um, working a lot on tracking. That's been a major goal of mine this year with Google switching over to GA4. Um, we did a lot of work on tracking. That's something that a lot of the ILSs that we work with 
were taken aback, like, oh, wow, nobody ever asked us this. How come nobody <laughs> does this? But yeah, adding um, UTM codes and parameters to every single URL so we have better tracking for every single lead and that we can retarget better. That's something that's a work in progress. Um, but we've been, you know, confronting things and making some really tough decisions about moving away from software we've been using for years because it's time to, you know, move on. And I think that there's room to get better. And that's that's actually a work in progress, something that we're doing right now that we're putting a lot of focus on. Uh, are, you talking, are you saying attribution? Um, attribution and then also having good enough tracking that we could then retarget. Uh, that's what you mean by tracking. Okay. So tracking yeah. so that you, uh, okay. So you can kind of control where the retargeting is and how it happens yeah. and then attribution. And so that's that's been top of mind now. Like that's what you're actively working on. Yeah, that that um, tracking and then also um, carrying it over to the leasing side because a lot of times the CRMs will only go so far, but then once a prospect comes into the leasing office, they'll kind of drop off and there might not, the notes or whatever it is, might not be so effectively put back into our system. So that's something also that I'm working on a lot to connect the dots of what happened, why did they drop off, and then based on the why we can then figure out how to deal with them in the future. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I feel like people are going to request more, another episode with more <laughs> questions because uh, you're doing things that most people are not. Um, and you clearly have a lot of experience and talent. And that was my experience when I first started. Um, and I was diving into like all our AdWord campaigns and ad agencies we were working with. And I got a lot of that, like nobody asked those questions because yeah. again, I think a lot of people, there's a lot of unknowns and then just, there's a lot of setting and forgetting it or doing it to check a box. So we finished with some curious questions. So you're in marketing. What is a brand outside of this industry that you are a fan of? REI, surprisingly enough, they are a sports good website that has nothing to do with anyone or anything but they are the kings of seo they do such a great job of it and they're always innovating and changing how they market so i'm always keeping an eye on rei's website to see what they're doing okay um are you a reader do you have a book recommendation absolutely i love reading um i would say atomic habits and grit are up there okay um and do you have a bucket list item hmm that's a good question. Work or personal? Either. Um, yeah, I would definitely say on the work side, I'd like to start um, going to more conferences and potentially speaking more that I used to teach many moons ago. And that's definitely something that's near and dear to my heart and I haven't made enough time for. So that's something that's, you know, on the list for me. I'd like to go to more conferences and be involved more. Okay. Um Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and uh, you. take care. Thanks.